Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast, where every week I keep you updated on the latest trends and how-tos in coworking. I owned and operated coworking spaces for eight years and then served as the executive director of the Global Workspace Association for five years. And today I work with hundreds of operators and community managers every month, allowing me to bring you thought-provoking operator case studies and inspirational interviews with industry thought leaders to help you confidently stay on top of what's important and what you can apply to your own role in the co-working industry. Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast. This is your host, Jamie Russo. Thank you for being here with me. Speaking of, I haven't mentioned this in a few episodes, we launched a second podcast, I'm co-hosting with Giovanni Pelvicini. We are having a lot of fun. We've gotten some great feedback on the podcast. Speaking of, if you are a listener of that podcast, we could use some reviews. iTunes, you know, the algorithm. It's like Google reviews. And it tells me that we have reviews, but it won't show them to me. So either those reviews are not real or we don't have enough of them. So if you're a new listener and you like what you're hearing, we would love for you to leave us a review in iTunes. And if you haven't listened to yet, yet head over. We have 10 or 11 episodes that are live and you can binge watch and and catch up. We have some great interviews. Speaking of interviews, my guests today are Dan Wesson and Shell Peterson, co-founders of the Post Workspaces in Northwest Tucson. And I have now known them for a long time. They spent a couple of years working on their plan. They might have been in my first, if not my second cohort of the co-working startup school. And you can tell that they followed a framework, took their time, did things right, waited until they got answers and avoided a lot of mistakes. I asked them, what would they do differently on their next space? And they kind of said nothing, (laughs) which is super unusual. If you are listening, you probably have a long list of things you would do differently on your next space. I've been to their space. I got to visit Tucson last summer. It's gorgeous. And it is not a space that you would walk into and immediately say, of course, this is going to be beautiful. It's on, I think it's a little bit below grade. They just did, it's in a class A building though. And they did a stunning design job and really got their product mix, right? They were, they'd sold all of their pre-sold all of their offices before they opened. And then the pandemic hit and they had to start over. So they have not been without setbacks. I should say that but they were very, very intentional about their mix, their relationship with their landlord, their furniture, their pricing, all of the things that they do have been very well thought out and it's going really well for them. They just celebrated two years. Again, the pandemic was at the beginning of that. So, you know, two years, but they went through our startup school. They've been a member of our flight group program, which is now the co-working academy program. And their community managers have been in our community manager university program since we opened it. So they are deep into everything co-working and I love getting to spend time with them. And I love sharing their story. So I think they have a great story. They have a unique arrangement with their landlord. So they talk a little bit about that. They're not right downtown, but they're in a class A building. And they do really well with Facebook ads. So we're running this interview. One, it's well overdue. Dan and Shell's story, you know, should definitely be shared. And we're running it in our online presence sort of theme. You'll notice if you've been listening along, we're doing 
a theme on your online presence and they do this really well. So they spend time on organic social. It's really highlighting the other or sort of working in concert with their other channels, their newsletter, their blog posts. They run Facebook ads and do really well with those. And we talk about that during the interview. Um, they recently hired a new community manager from the hospitality industry. They mentioned that side note. I was just looking at my notes. Um, but they work with Taylor Mason on their content marketing. And so they're super, super consistent with that blog posts. Um, which help with SEO, but also give them content for their organic social and their newsletters. They're really consistent with their newsletters, which are awesome. And they kind of are firing on all cylinders in terms of marketing. So they made a great case study during our marketing topic. So without further ado, let's jump into our conversation with Dan and Shell. Welcome. I have, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see them. They're not even on two separate screens. They're sitting in their <laughs> conference room with their fancy, you'll have to tell us what your technology is, but Dan Wesson and Shell Peterson, they are the co-founders of the Post Workspace in Northwest Tucson. Dan and Shell, I feel like this is a long time coming. Thank you for doing this today. I'm so excited to have a conversation with you two. Sure. Our pleasure. Glad to be here. So Dan, I feel like we just celebrated your two-year anniversary, which I feel like I interview a lot of people who are like, well, so we opened in March of 2020 and you guys just about fall into that camp, but you worked, you were working on your space for a while. So I can still remember when you, when we had the phone call and you said, this is what we're working on. Yeah. I think that I finally found you. I bet you it was almost two years before we opened. I think it might have right? been. That's why I was like, is that yeah. possible? Yeah. That's why I feel like yeah. we, go, we go way back because, you know, it's, yeah. we, we almost yeah. do. So we were just We really adding- took our time. Yeah, we really took our time kind of going, you know, talking to you, you know, a lot <laughs> and going around the country, visiting different spaces and really getting to know the industry. Yeah. Yeah. It was a while. Yeah. So, and I had the pleasure of visiting your space last summer. I'm not sure I recommend a visit to Tucson in at the end of <laughs> July. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a little warm. It was a huge treat to get to see your space. It's gorgeous. And we were talking about your your coffee bar this earlier. They're community yeah. managers in our community right. manager program. <laughs> yeah. And Shell's enjoying the coffee from her coffee bar on the table if you're uh on Tucson. So two years, right. You went through the startup school program in like one of our first cohorts. And I feel like I will always hold a special place in my heart for those early days. And then you've been in the flight group program for ages and the community manager university. So I want to yeah, share your story. So let's talk about, you have a little bit of a different story than some of the folks that, you know, just want to get into co-working. You have a real estate background and Dan, we appreciate you'll often lend your perspective and, and expertise kind of on the, on the real estate side, which is awesome. So yeah, tell your story. You had a kind of a problem that you wanted to solve in a building that you were involved with. and Right. So yeah. I've been in uh, commercial real estate for over 20 years. Actually, it's quite a bit longer than 20 years, but we're, we're really 20 old, so and I holding. Say, <laughs> I say 20 plus. So I started back again, many years ago with Robin Ellis. I've uh, also had a stint at CBRE, and I started off as an office leasing broker, 
and then moved to investments. But I took this building on, marketing it very early on in my career. And over the years, just these guys, the guys that own the building, really turned into more friends than clients. And so, you know, I probably did more around here than a, the typical agent would do. And so to answer your question, how it all started, I came down to, we had executive suites down on this first floor, but nothing that you would ever want an office out of. I mean, they were bad. <laughs> and I could, I could yeah. easily say this, even with the owners listening, it was by far the worst space in the building. <laughs> I mean, people call it the dungeon. I mean, it was bad. Had low ceilings. And it was the traditional executive suites, you know, just a ton of offices, more mazes, you know, look more like a maze. And so how it started, I came in and thought, you know what? I need to liven this up and open it up. So I was going to knock a wall down and put a flat screen TV in the reception area. And then I started doing some research and some more research. And I think at that time I was with CBRE. And I think I remember telling you this, they have their office 360 program, which is incredible. And I just started researching it. And the deeper I got, the more interesting it became. And then, of course, we found you. And the ball started rolling. And then by the time we went to the GWA concert, conference, and we started meeting the people, and they were just so open and yeah. friendly. And, and I don't know how much you know about commercial real estate. I know, right. I was going to say, not like your friends in commercial real yeah. estate. Yeah. They, they get a little sharp elbows. Yeah. But yeah, we fell in love with it. The, the speakers at the GWA uh, conference, and you, I mean, uh, I know we're going to talk about, you know, some of the mistakes that we've made, but honestly, if it weren't for you, and we'll plug here for you, Jamie, we, we would have made, we avoided so many mistakes just by working with you. It's true. I, I mean, I, and it's true. I don't know, you know, all the things that we avoided, but it shows in the space. It definitely mm-hmm. shows in the space. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you, you guys came with your own vision and you know, super engaged. You're asking all the right questions, doing all the work. I mean, you talked about all the the due diligence that you did on the project before you got into it. So that's why, you know, I love telling your story. And you're in a class A building. Right. It's a 90,000 square foot class A office building. We're in Northwest Tucson, just right at the border of Ore Valley. Hey, we'll be right back. I just want to share a couple of opportunities from our show sponsors. As a co-working space owner, you are always looking to provide more resources and programming for your members, right? How about access to financial education and even investment opportunities? Well, Numina is the number one community for freelancers and founders looking to grow their businesses. So, Numina and co-working spaces go together like peanut butter and jelly. We found that over 75% of our community already work in or are seeking out a co-working space. We'd like to help our members connect with you and find your space anywhere in the world. So join our co-working space directory to be featured in our community and give your members access to a whole library of entrepreneurial resources and financial education programming, 
all at no cost to you, by the way, visit numina.pro forward slash coworking to fill out an interest form. That's N-O-U-M-E-N-A dot pro slash coworking. We will include that link in the show notes for anybody who's walking around and doesn't have time to write it down. You can find it in the show notes for this episode at everythingcoworking.com. Numina, financing the future of work. The amount of opportunity in the coworking industry is absolutely mind-blowing. It's projected to grow by $13 billion in the next five years. Just staggering numbers. Now, you've probably seen Success Magazine. It's hugely popular and focuses on professional development, personal development, and business coaching. Well, they're branching out with their own franchised co-working business called Success Space. It's actually a brilliant franchise model with three revenue streams, recurring and on-demand revenue from co-working memberships, a full-service cafe, and success certified business coaching for small business owners to executives. To learn more about this exciting new co working business opportunity, check it out at successcowork.space. That's successcowork.space. We will link that up in the show notes as well. So, yeah, talk about so then what? So then you, t- you told the building management or owners that you wanted to knock out a wall and Right, right. Yeah, so... And then you you changed the plan. Right, (laughs) right. So I went home, I presented it. You know, of course, you helped us with the pro forma, you know, went through the whole thing. And it's kind of a big deal now in commercial real estate, at least in office leasing, that it's hard to make a deal with pencil when you're... Well, first of all, you got to find a tenant that's willing to do a five-year lease. But to do those TIs and then and then have to do another round of TIs, possibly if you don't renew them in, in five years. And you know, when I started in the business, I really date myself, but you could do really nice TIs for 20 bucks a foot. I mean, it's way more than that's you know, triple, quadruple that number now. So that was one thing that appealed to the owners was that we're going to build this space once. There might be some refreshes down the road, but we're going to build it once and that's that's it. So that makes a huge, that was a huge selling point to the owners of the building. And uh, we started doing a few plans, talking few. about it. <laughs> yeah. Few. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We well, it's that. funny. We couldn't, the architect really didn't want to draw what, what we were laying out. Wait, I can, I can I, remember you getting in a call and yeah. being like, well, so... He's got this lounge. It looks like a doctor's office lounge. Like, you're like he's just not get getting it. Yeah, yeah. not listening. Well, yeah. like the micro offices, he did. He he was like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's no one's gonna go I in there. I won't do it. Right? No one will. Right? Yeah, yeah. No one's gonna go in there. Right. And what's funny is those are our most popular offices. Yeah. I mean, those right. filled up immediately, and they're always full. People love those little offices. Yeah. 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 That's true. Wait, so how did yeah. how did you get past the challenge with the architect? I don't even remember. Did Shell took over uh, on design? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I said Shell on him. No, he just drew it. Yeah. Eventually, he just drew it. You know, I, I don't know how much of a believer he was in the project, but he drew it. And, you know, we moved on from there. We were 
Shell and I were very involved in the build out process. Yeah. Oh. Well, can and we talk about you your know. viral video, Dan? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, again, going back to, we said, you know what? If we're going to do this, we want to do it right. So we scraped the entire space and started from scratch. And so my viral video that you mentioned, so I go over what we what went into our walls. Yeah. And so I don't want to go into the detail, but, you know, it was the... We use quiet rock and then we use the green glue and then another layer of the quiet rock. And we, you know, put putty on all the outlets and yeah. penetrate the I mean, we did anything that you could do to minimize sound transfer. We did that. Right. And it paid off. It paid off. Yeah. It paid off. And, you know, a lot of other things that we did, you know, and, and a lot of people say that to us when they come in, it's the little details that we got right as far as like all the outlets, USB charging, you know, just all the little things that we did that, you know, really make a big, big difference. And it helped you to pre-sell the space because Shell was taking videos of yeah. Dan talking about the sound yeah. improving. But you, well, you got some crazy number of views on that video. I know. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what that was, but yeah, we weren't yeah. expecting. Yeah, we weren't expecting yeah. that. Right. right. But yeah, nope. speaking of Shell, I mean, going through this process, I mean, the detail that, as you know, that's involved, all the things that have to be done in order to make it all work. I mean, that was all Shell. Uh-huh. You know, as we were just talking before we started, I mean, I'm winging it. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, Shell has the plan. Broker. I mean, I'm winging it. <laughs> yeah. But Shell, I mean, she got down and did all the detail stuff. And in fact, a lot of this stuff, like we look around in the space, the things that really set us apart and really like, you know, when you look at something, go, that makes the room. Yeah. That makes the space. Some of that stuff we weren't going to do just because it had a million details Mm -hmm. to it. And Shell said, nope, we're doing it. You know, you can't see it on the video, but there's a really cool Bonko over here that she did like the iPads on the conference rooms and just a lot of little detail stuff that, she yeah. ran with that that really made the space. Yeah. It was a collaboration. <laughs> I was gonna say you two are a great team because also Dan, like your perspective, that's why I love listening to you talk about your real estate perspective, because unless you've been in the seat that you were in and understanding that context, you know, around TIs and the value to the landlord and figuring out how do you present a case you know, the project wouldn't have come to be, but it's like, you, you right. saw it. You're like, I see this opportunity, right. To take a space that may never have been occupied. Well, Except I can tell you the space. Tree. Yeah. Right. This space never worked. The 30 or 25, 30 years of this building has mm-hmm. been here. This particular space has never really worked. Yeah. And it was really neglected. And really the key with, with making it all work, you have to have a real partnership. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we did. And we can talk about how we structured the deal, but we're just not a third party disinterested yep. in the overall leasing of the building. I mean, we're true partners. Mm-hmm. So if we have someone here that outgrows us, we, you know, we're going to put them in the other space, the direct landlord to tenant space. Mm-hmm. But right. I can't tell you, I mean, we've had a number of times where we've done TIs in the space. And while we're doing TIs, they're working out of the post. 
Uh, we've had a couple right. where uh, we're doing the, you know, a new tenant's coming in and what do we do with them? Well, it's super easy now. We just put it in the post. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a, a true partnership and it's worked out. Really well. And a true amenity in the building. You mentioned, yeah, before we talk. So yeah, talk about kind of the partnership, whatever you're willing to share about, you know, how, how you approach that, you know, from a structure, but also just kind of write the relationship and thinking about, you know, kind of the building as a whole. Yeah, it, it was pretty easy. We So there were some drawbacks on different business models. What we decided on was we just did an LLC. It was a partnership between us and the building owners. And then that entity signed a lease. And so we pay rent and we get paid a management fee. But it all goes through the LLC. That way you get both sides, right? You benefit, but also if there's a little bit of pain, it's all shared. Mm -hmm. So everybody has a vested interest in, in making it all work. So how did the build out get funded? So the build out part, we treated, so we, we treated the lease just like a regular deal. The landlords paid for the TI. Typically, again, you know, the building superintendent does the TIs, and we have no involvement as you know as a leasing agent. You know, we just get the lease signed and we split. So Shell and I were very, very involved in the improvements. We got a lot of our own people over that worked at some of our other properties, did a lot of the work in here. And in the end, we were able to build this space out with the glass, with all the, you know, upgraded flooring and, you know, the water walls, you know, our quiet walls. We did all of that for the exact same price that they build a standard uh, build out for. Right. But, I mean, we were in here working. I mean, we... There's a lot of sweat equity in, in that deal. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Just a little... Just a little. <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so then the building ownership had a lease for the bank because the LLC signed the lease and was. That's paying. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We treated it just like a regular deal, except they're partners in the LLC for the post workspaces Northwest. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking yeah. of Northwest, this was all pre COVID. You had no idea COVID was coming when you were. Right. But planning the business. That's you right. Are in more of a suburban area of Tucson, although certainly not desolate. There's like a Whole Foods down the street, and yeah, you know yeah. it's a pretty right. pretty active area. Did you have any concerns about the building being the right location? For flex? Okay. No, no. It, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that I had you know 20 years of involvement. You knew the building, so, so yeah. I knew. Like when we talked about you know what's our ideal member, yeah, you know, what's the profile? I knew it. You know, just because of all the leases that I've done, I knew what type of people would be interested in being here. And, you know, of course, I had experience uh, downtown, so I knew what people didn't want, you know, to drive all the way down there. So that was pretty easy. That was pretty, and and it worked out, right? I mean, all those kind of same people are here, you know, just in a little bit different format. And since we've been here, it's kind of strange. It's like now all these businesses are popping up. It's well-established businesses that are like located in Scottsdale or um, like a restaurant. And I mean, now there's, it's almost like they're building around us. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that made a difference as far as us being here, but it's good for our members. That's for sure. Yeah. So. so 
talk about your, your membership base. Like when people come in, like sort of mindset or what they do for work or, you know, how do you know when somebody, and you probably, you have a brand new, a fairly new community manager who came from the hospitality industry. So she probably does a lot of the tours, but I know in the early days, you, you guys filled up the space. Yeah. Just give us a flavor. I would say, um, for sure, if they are, if they live in the vicinity and they're a remote remote worker, freelancer, um, just a solo professional, I would say that they would fit perfectly as a member here. And as far as our offerings, I mean, we our offerings um, go from virtual office to our dedicated desk to our part-time private office to our full-time private office, meeting room membership, um, plus, you know, just drop-in co-working day passes or even our, our, our offices, they can come in and drop in. So with that said, we've been able to fill any type of need. It could be a startup, it could be um, just someone that just needs a, a place to work for a day. But but for sure, the location and solo professionals or small team. So um, we definitely and it's really teams. varied. I mean, we yeah. have attorneys, doctors. Yeah, we have a mining company, mm-hmm. software. I mean, it's all over the board. All over the board. <laughs> yeah. over. which We're is really great. Because yeah, one of the things that really get you going is when you see people from other disciplines and other offices and they're now they're doing business together it's like that's why we did this yeah that's what we wanted and every day that happens yeah. every day and it was tough in the beginning i mean we had our we were 100 free lease or pre-member or whatever you want to call it. and the very next day is when our governor came out with the stay-at-home order yeah so you know we had to wait we had to wait a few months, but, you know, we, we filled it back up and, you know, it was fine. I mean, some people just couldn't hang in there because, you know, COVID wiped them out. So, but we just dealt with it and moved on. Yeah. I love how you're just yeah. like, yeah, whatever. It was no big deal now. <laughs> now. Well, yeah, now we're saying that. Then we're exactly. like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like the part, that's how the part-time private, mm-hmm. you know, kind of showed up. Yeah. We were, I remember we were standing out here going, what are we going to do? We can't have people out in the open area. So our policy, and we were very careful. So we went and bought air purifiers. We had very strict protocol. And if you had an office, kind of the rule was wear a mask in the open area. When you get to your office, take it off and, you know, whatever. And so that's kind of how we started with the part-time private site. Well, we get them in here, but they'll go there instead of here. Yeah. And it really worked out. I mean, it really, yeah. I would say it kind of saved us. I mean, did for the revenue that comes in off those offices, yeah. being part-time private, I, I think it's been a home run. And it's still one of our biggest sellers. So. I, so. so I love that product. And also, yeah, Dan, this is a side tangent, but at some point, maybe part of that idea came from the the 365 concept, right? Where you're like, like why can't someone just have a membership Absolutely. and then just come in Absolutely. and use what they need to use? And I was like, yeah, why isn't it that <laughs> way? That, right. makes that would be a hundred percent ideal. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of wonder if we'll get there at some point, like you got to figure out the business model and you know, all right. the things, but that would um, be the ultimate, that, that would be the ultimate. Yeah. yeah would be if you could do that. Okay, so you have 7,000 feet. How many offices? We have 8,500 feet. Oh, 8,500. And then, you know, we started doing the service office on the third floor. Yep. 
So I guess if you add that, I mean, we're about 12.5 or something like that. Okay. But so not counting the service office, we have 25 off, private offices. 25 private offices. So we, there's a few things we intentionally did. So we didn't do any big team offices just because we were limited on the square footage. We thought, okay, we'll just start more with just offices. So we have that. We have 14 dedicated desks. Yeah, 14 dedicated desks. And then, of course, our open area for co-working. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have our large flex space. Oh, the flex space. Room. You always call it, the flex space yeah. is like an anything space: training room, yeah. offsite. Right. Yep. How is right. the utilization yeah. on that space? Awesome. It's okay. been it's been increasingly good. going up as far as um, people booking it. So yeah, I mean we we've had larger companies come in to do like you know their team leadership meetings or we have Graystar, which is a they they're building a what's it called one of those assisted living facilities here oh, yeah. so they're hosting their um it's like a coffee chat for their new new um tenants so huh. yeah. it basically have like nice. an open house yeah, open house but instead of being on site it's here yeah, yeah. They're still yeah. It. yeah. so yeah it's worked out i mean they're just very different different um, venues <laughs> so, are you doing yeah. anything specific to market that space Specifically now, I'm doing uh, Instagram, Facebook. We have some Google, but not not too many. But uh, what else do we do? Pretty much that's it. Plus, it's on our website, so I mean, they can you're there are finding it. it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they can book it directly from our website. I'm always trying says. to uncover the mystery of when do those spaces work and when do they don't. Yours is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I see it on social all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know right location right time it's hard to know yeah. sometimes and you, yeah, have parking. you have easy parking uh -huh. you're in a class yeah. a building yeah. it's clearly a professional mm -hmm. space yeah yeah kind of checks a lot of boxes hey i just wanted to jump in really quickly before we continue with our discussion if you're working on opening a co-working space i want to invite you to join me for my free master class three behind the scenes secrets to opening a co-working space if you're working on opening a co-working space, I want to share the three decisions that I've seen successful operators make when they're creating their co-working business. The masterclass is totally free. It's about an hour and includes some Q&A. If you'd like to join me, you can register at everythingcoworking.com forward slash masterclass. If you already have a co-working space, I want to make sure you know about Community Manager University. Community Manager University is a training and development platform for community managers, and it can be for owner operators. It has content training, resources, templates from day one to general manager. The platform includes many courses that cover the major buckets of the community manager role from community management, operations, sales and marketing, finance, and leadership. The content is laid out in a graduated learning path. So the community manager can identify what content is most relevant to them, depending on their experience, and kind of jump in from there. We provide a live brand new training every single month for the community manager group. We also host a live Q&A call every single month so that the community managers can work through any challenges that they're having or opportunities, get ideas from other community managers, build their own peer network. We also have a private Slack group for the group. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to everythingcoworking.com 
forward slash community manager. So Dan, I also want to cover when you say micro office, what size are those? Like by seven. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. like seven by They're seven. And they have the door in as a sliding glass door, little pane. Mm-hmm. So, but the entire entrance is seven feet tall, all glass. Yeah. I'm telling you, people love them. Yeah. Oh, I've they sp- absolutely seen them, them and I, lo- I love them. Yeah. They're perfect. All right. of our offices have sit stand desks. So yeah. they love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how many do you have dedicated to the part time? office we have now four 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 yeah and if you if you look at it i think we're averaging what five five or six members per oh gosh i can't even tell you how many members now we have it's it's like three times it's so i think we're like at three times of what we would Mm -hmm. get for an office so yeah Yeah, and it's what's interesting too is that now it's kind of like a common. We'll have a combination membership where if they want the part-time private office, but they also want co-working and they right. want access during you know the business hours as well, not just during the time that they have that booked yeah. office. So, and those offices are treated just like a meeting room um, booking as well. So they can they just come there and they book it, and then they're like, okay, I'm done, and they go out into the open area and. And that's that's actually increased in membership sales too recently. So yeah, it's been interesting. <laughs> Other operators yeah. try that and it doesn't work, and I always wonder that's why true. because I think it's. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I think honestly, part as do we didn't know any better. We just put it out there and just we do it. Let's it. try this. And so we yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so we sold it. And it worked. It worked pretty early on for us, and so we just kept pushing it. And I know I've talked to several other folks that have tried, and I've tried helping them with the part-time private, but it just hasn't caught on. And right, it's interesting how things can be. Yeah, that's right. I'm always looking for like the what's the recipe that you know that makes something work. Kind of like your your flex space. Because the flex space, that's a big investment in real estate if you can't get that mm-hmm. occupied, right? Yes. It can be high margin. Yeah, or mm-hmm. or too much of a commitment. So right. And I, mean, I have to say too, with the part-time private offices, just having like being able to totally equip it, you know, with the dual monitors, you have the adapters in there, you have the, the cords, you have everything that you possibly can think of. And all you have to do is just go in there and work and give them, give them a trial day. And it's like, they're hooked. It's, they're it's hooked, the totally. craziest thing I've ever seen. Yep. <laughs> it's true. It's like, you just give them a trial that every single person that we've given a trial day, they have signed up and it's just, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. Good. So as you think about another location, is there anything significant that you would do differently on the next location? Um, <laughs> And we would like to do another location, and we're talking about that. We've actually looked at some spaces, but again, it comes down to partnering with the right landlord. Mm-hmm. They've got to have the right frame of mind and do a, a true partnership. Right. But to answer your question again, like we really know, thought about it, we don't know what we would do differently. Or yeah, like like I said, nailed you, it. You know, because of you, we didn't. <laughs> we really honestly. I'm, we did not make very many mistakes. No, like, you've got a I, lot of I things, would, right? Yeah, I would say I would do more micros. 
Yeah. I would do more mm-hmm. micro offices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've thought about it, honestly. But really, it was from just all the support we got. It was just yeah. all the resources that we took advantage of. And, and the flight rooms. Like, all of and that's Yeah, the flight rooms. <laughs> It so. takes a village. You guys are also really well equipped. I always say like it's part art and part science, right? And like Shell, you've got that the artistic piece of I know what it's going to take to make this work. I mean, your space is beautiful and it's unique. And maybe you could make a post in Burlingame, California. <laughs> I've been asked. Yeah. Like, can you open up a space out here or yeah. here? And, yeah. I can tell you the one common thing that everyone says when they walk into the space is vibe. Uh-huh. Yeah. That it has the right vibe. Right. And we're not selling just space. It's a certain vibe here. And again, that is all shell. That is all shell. It's from the right music at the right volume. It's the scent that we have, our own scent that shell came up with. I mean, it's everything. It's everything together. And it has the right vibe. And not to mention, we have awesome members. And I know everyone always says that, but yeah. we really do have the, it's funny how it's worked out. Like it just has worked out. So. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You created the space that attracted the people that you wanted to spend time with. So can you talk about the sweet project that you did upstairs? Yeah. So what we're doing up there. So they're direct. The landlord leases, but they have access to the post. Mm-hmm. So, but they look uh, like the post. Yeah, they look like the post. <laughs> and for sure, they would not have come to this building if they didn't if look it like wasn't the, post. the post. Well, they were already coming to the post with the meeting room membership. With the meeting meeting room membership, and they were actually well. The one company was going to build a facility, and they were like. You know, you guys have already created what we wanted to make. So let's. Why would we do it? You, yeah. Right. Right. We're least, but we did a a part so they have access to the post. And so the landlord is paying for that. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to get into rates, but they were able to get a substantial rent bump, like a substantial rent bump, Mm -hmm. because the tenants have access to the post. So again, it's kind of a win-win. Everybody's happy. So we're just we're doing more and more of that now. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like a plug and play. So you you mm-hmm. meet at the post for them. They move yeah. in, mm-hmm. done, and have access mm-hmm. to the post. And yes. so they don't need to build out the same meeting rooms and mm-hmm. all the That's things. That's right. It's all their meetings brilliant. will be here. Yeah. Right. So for example, one of the tenants is a property management company that specializes in high-end residential uh, housing communities. So they'll do all their HOA and board meetings down here, mm-hmm. and, you know, they'll work up there. Yeah. So yeah. it was really a perfect fit. Yeah. yeah, and it's for perfect sure. for the building because over time, the landlord could sell more efficiently, right, and have more time right. because they're sharing your space and they don't all need their right. own meeting rooms and... Yeah, that's right. So we have a program for the new tenants that we call service office, but we're also bringing in the rest of the tenants into the space. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and we're just starting that now, but, you know, so every time, for example, we had a shell created the, our food truck. Is it a food truck? What is it? Wednesdays? Wednesdays and Thursdays. (laughs) 
So we make sure we go around all the tenants in the building, let them know, we email them, you know, today food truck's going to be here. So we're starting to bring them in. And so we'll have a corporate plan for the other tenants in the building to have access to the folks. Right, right. Yeah, that's pretty forward thinking. You know, there people talk about that, but they it's not being done that often. Yeah, really. It makes a lot of sense. It does I make mean, a lot of sense, but you're basically you're like you're community building for the building and making it right, right. experiential, right. Uh, and, and making people feel connected, which is going to make them want to stay right. or even show that's up. Right. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the plan. Like, how many times do you have like that you can think of, or most people they work in a you know in a building and you really don't talk to you know the person next door or whatever, right. and now it's like. You know, everyone's so, you know, they all congregate in the front to, yeah, you know, when they event. order their food. Yeah, it's, it's very um, neat to see. It, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. like Shell said, there's a lot of times where, you know, there'll be a, whatever, a, a thousand, 1,500 square foot tenant. They go to their office. You know, they don't see anybody. They don't interact mm-hmm. with anybody. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, they have the whole building. Yeah. And I think people, at least from what we've seen so far, people love it. Yeah. And they love the food. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like so easy for them to be able to say, oh, it's okay. Now we'll go out in there and get our lunch or whatever. Yeah. It's been nice. Been nice. So, Shell, you knew this was going to make it to my list of questions. Can you talk about <laughs> Facebook ads? And because they don't, and again, you guys do a lot of things that don't necessarily work for everyone. So, Facebook ads, you use them to fill the space. You guys had a family member that helped you with mm-hmm. them. So you can't email Dan and Shell. Their family member will not do ads for other spaces. We've already yeah. <laughs> asked <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. Can you just talk yes. about how you how you use them a little bit and the connection to pipe drive and you know, sort of the funnel? Um, I mean, he does most of it. Um, and actually we do have it the sales funnel going into we use pipe drive, we have been, but at this point we want to switch just because I know like with office R and D, you know, it works, um, integrates with so many other, um, uh, CRMs. And so I kind of got the, um, the scoop on HubSpot. And so I don't know, I think maybe we're going to switch. Might be time for an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. But in any case, I mean, either it doesn't really matter what CRM you have, but I mean, Instagram and Facebook has really worked for us and more so than I'd say Google ads. And we really don't run them. And we have maybe just one or two ads out there that like are just a standard ad, but um, we don't spend much, many dollars on it. So, but as far as like the actual sales phone, I wouldn't be able to tell you that because Trey does it. Yeah, it was very intentional. So my son, Trey, who does all the force, it just so happened that that's what he does. His day job is his company teaches other companies how to market on the internet. Right. So we really kind of have turned everything over to him. Mm -hmm. I mean, as far as I know, it was very intentional to let Google grow organically. And now maybe this is going to be, it'll be very different in a bigger market, but at least for our market and what's here, we let Google grow organically, really focused on Facebook and whatever he's done, he's done right. Because that's, I would say that's where almost all of our leads come from, right? Yeah, it does. It pretty much does. Because I haven't seen anything really come through through 
through Google unless it's just a walk-in. But as far as um, the sales funnel goes, I mean, yeah, those are the ads that work. So I'm surprised, and I've heard that as well that the Facebook <laughs> Facebook you know isn't used that much. So mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised. You know. So my theory, and anybody listening can tell me it's not right, but I think what probably happens is that you know there's a lot of people out there who run Facebook ads or people do them themselves. And the, you know, there's a lot that goes into making those work. You have to have the right, right. image and the right text and the right landing page. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of stuff and probably he's tested and changed things, mm-hmm. like optimized. So I think it has a lot to do with like working with someone who's really good. Right. right. It's hard to know you know, if someone mm-hmm. can really get results and, you know, and being willing to test and let them run and figure out, you know, what, what works and doesn't work. So. Right. Right. Exactly. Thank you. Right. And, and it also too, I think it could be the market. It could be a market. I mean, if, totally. If you're in an LA, you yeah. know, or San Francisco, it's probably a, yeah. a totally different. Mm-hmm. I think, right. It may be that you're sort of in that mid market size where mm-hmm. it, it works well. Yeah. 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 But I always think it's worth testing. And I like to, make sure that people know, you know, there are success stories out there. So yeah, yeah. worth For checking sure. out. Mm-hmm. And while we're talking about marketing, you mentioned you want to talk about your work with Taylor. Talk about your content marketing approach. So um, we actually partnered with um, TaylorMaker. And, um, and you guys, I think, are how I found him. Because I think I was like, who are you working with? Or maybe you started, that was very early on. Yeah. He helped write our um, content for our website. Um, okay. Initially launched it, which was back in like 2019, maybe 18, 19, somewhere in there. And we actually, was it that helped us write? We had someone else that helped write too. So, but now it's like, I can't remember who it was, but as far as Taylor Mason, he's, been doing all our content writing since the way beginning and so he helps you know write our blogs and um and i work in collaboration with them so i mean whatever goes out we work on it together and um we just have a process now every month <laughs> it's been nice our like photos and images and anything that we upload so i mean he it's almost like he's here. Yeah. That's what it's and, and I think we get a, a lot of mileage <laughs> yeah. out of that. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And I feel like that has helped with our Google ranking. Yeah. It's like, it's starting to pay off. Yep. It's definitely starting to pay off. And I cannot stress that enough to make sure that for any, anyone that has a co-working space that is just launching it. I mean, you've got to get that out there. you got to get that out there to establish yourself, especially if you're trying to compete with other spaces. It's imperative. And what's great about Taylor, and I don't, that's all Shell. I mean, that's her thing. She loves the whole writing process. But uh, he, from what I understand, he just specializes in co-working. Right. So he knows it backwards and forwards. You don't have to worry that he doesn't really know. Get it. Yeah. The industry, he really gets it Mm -hmm. and goes with it. Exactly. And and as far as like editing right <laughs> so that's always helpful because i'll have like my newsletter and he'll go in there and and he'll change up the wording without even saying anything to me because he knows that you know he needs to edit it <laughs> before we can send it out there so he just does it but just a great partnership i i definitely highly recommend um using his services so um it's very helpful 
But yeah. without that, you know, I mean, the marketing may not be so easy. Maybe the Instagram and, and Facebook won't be working as well. So I feel like, you know, that's another thing you did right is just committing to that because when mm-hmm. you don't commit and even commit to outsourcing it, because yeah. I'm sure you yeah. do. So do you write, like you have a lot of content. Oh yeah, we have a lot content. of content. Mm-hmm. Do you write it or is it Taylor's team that's writing um, it? It's both. It's okay. both, but he, I mean, he does most of it. Like it's, it's the majority of it he does. Every time and, I get your newsletter, I'm like, wow. Yes. It's like incredible. <laughs> so, I mean, the newsletter, like I do everything in there except for the, the um, that one portion on just like what you need to know now which is, you know, just all the blog links. Yep. And so the, what, what content we put out from the prior month or this month, just things you need, need to know. And, and he makes it very easy for, for the reader to just um, access that, um, that content. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's very spot on. We have like an agenda every month as far as like what we're going to work on. Yeah. We have like best of Tucson that he works on. So it's like a, a thing we send yeah. out every single month and, you know, it's been consistent. So, which is nice. Um, it makes me, be, you know, makes it look like I'm more consistent or on the ball, Totally, but I'm, but I'm not, it's only because of him. So, well, yeah, um, I was going to, this is like, he's great at what he does and he just provides that consistency yeah. and accountability. Like yeah. sometimes that's even enough of a reason to outsource right. something. Right. Right. Really well, important. Need to, yeah. And it gets done. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing I don't have to worry about, you know, right. that it'll be put out there. So that's very helpful. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And you have a new community manager from the hospitality industry. We talked about this yes. in a little, uh, our pre-chat, but yeah. How are you seeing the value? I think this is one of the questions people are asking, like, well, since so many, there's a lot of hospitality talent that's out there, sort of, you know, what's next for them? How do you see the the value kind of coming through of someone with that background? Well, I know that Dan would agree with me in this instance, but we, it's about not just have, providing the space. Um, it's providing that upskill hospitality service and experience for our members. And I think that's what helps us to grow our membership and for the members when they come in here, they, that's why they're here. I mean, I, I definitely think that it's definitely not, the, not just the space that's it's about that being able to provide that. And so she, Chelsea, she's, um, she has that that background experience um, working at um, uh, Ritz Carlton, so she's it's just an innate part of her character that she provides that hospitality um, experience for the members as soon as they walk through the door, and it helps us sell our membership. So um, you know, I, it's definitely a plus, and I would highly suggest you that as well. It's not you know you don't need someone just as a property manager. I mean, because yeah. really that's not. We're really in the yeah, hospitality, in the hospitality business. <laughs> That's what we're in. And she she really gets it. Yeah, she gets it for sure. And um, and she she just is very excited about taking on projects that I have no no idea how to do. I mean, like events. And I mean, I that's probably my biggest number one struggle is coming up with events and excited about it. So that's a, a plus <laughs> for me and the community because if you want to grow your community, you want to make sure that they're all connected and. It does. It takes, it takes those small events. You don't have to do a lot, just, you know, one a month or, you know, just something to get everyone to get excited and, and come in and do things. So, um, and, and I have to say, even the members that aren't really engaging, that they don't participate in our events, they love the fact that those events are scheduled, but 
they don't, but they love the fact that they, they can see them. Out they there. could come. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, totally. The option, the option value. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. So um, that's a plus. So um, yeah. And now it's nice because with not that COVID's over, but you know, the pandemic's a little bit behind us, not too far. Um, it's been nice to see people actually gather. And so, I mean, like we're going to be working on a, on a, I guess it's a fundraiser, isn't it? A fundraiser? I would say it's a fundraiser and it's for breast cancer survivors. And so um, Chelsea's going to be heading that up and we're going to do like a, a secret uh, raffle type thing. So people can do like a fundraiser and we can raise money for the um, organization. And, and she, she just jumped right in. She's jumped. Yeah, she just jumped right in. Crazy. And did it. She, Crazy. Yeah, yeah it's nice. she, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. So sounds like the things that yeah. has a lot of energy for the community and for yeah. the business. And that's important. Right. You know, you mentioned for attracting members like when they come in and yeah. they talk to her and maybe they tour with her like they get it but also retention you know yes we yes do, yeah which to your point like has been challenging to sort of cultivate mm-hmm. but now that we're getting to that point and it sounds like you see that like you know when people are doing business together you know mm-hmm. doing little things to help people get to know each other goes right. along right yeah. exactly yeah yeah, because I mean, if you don't have a good community manager, I mean, <laughs> it's not, I mean, you definitely can't retain those members for sure. So, yeah. I mean, there, because really, if we, she wasn't here, if we, like, literally, if we didn't have a community manager here, I don't think any of the members would be here. I mean, it would, it would you just have to have one. And you, I always forget to ask this, but I know people love to know you run on Office R&D. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. What's one other piece of technology that you use that you couldn't live without? That we couldn't live without? Um, I would say um, definitely. Well, through Office R&D, you can get your own um, app. So Workspace app, which is branded, which is nice. Um, that has been a seller. I mean, yeah, I would say of, that. I would say their app. Yeah. If you're going to go to Office R&D to, to get the app. <laughs> yeah. And, and they've been great to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just adding on um, so many different components of their software, which I love. Just be, yeah, from, from the hospitality end, the food and beverage, and now the members can, when they book an event, I mean, it's just you're providing more of an upscale amenity to um, to your venues. So it's it's been a plus. Um, but I'd say Slack. Um, what else? Trello. What else should we use? That's about it. I think that's it. <laughs> Office R&D has a lot, I'm telling you. Like, it integrates with everything. So it's um, just being able to to have that um, ability to integrate has been helpful. Awesome. Okay, but last question. If you had to give one piece of advice to someone starting a co-working space, what would it be? Join everything co-working. Did <laughs> you guys set that up? I know. Jill's, Jill's like, I'll, I'll slip you the, the check later. Yeah, I'm not you guys kidding. That I'm, up. I'm not kidding. But no, it, I, it would, it, I would say that. I, I, I really would. I would say that. I would agree with that. Yes. I mean, honestly. We avoided so many mistakes. Yeah. And yeah. plus, we had fun doing it. Mm-hmm. We did. I mean, I don't want to oversell you here, Jamie, but... <laughs> It's like that first, you remember in Austin, and we all went to the... Oh, that's right, the barbecue, barbecue. place. 
Michael? Michael. Oh, I'm sure it was Michael. That's yeah. 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 He did. He did. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. It's been, I mean, it's been fun. I mean, it's, it really has yeah. been fun. I mean, and not just Jamie, the, the operators. It's yeah. like, uh, like all, Alicia this, all the students and, and all the different people. You, know, you get little bits and pieces from all the different people. Yeah. And, you know, you're really there to hear what they have to say mm-hmm. and go, oh, I could do this. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very beneficial. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been an honor, yeah, to get to know you guys. I forgot about the barbecue, and hopefully, we'll yeah have some of those same. Wonder if Frisco has scooters. Yeah. <laughs> okay, new place. Yeah, yeah, it'll be super uh, fun to, to see everybody in September, which we should do a plug for. We'll be at the GWA conference in Frisco, Texas, the week of September twentieth. So, anybody listening, we'd love to see you there. Dan and Shell. I know. I can't wait either. Thank you for taking the time to share your story and your insights. Thank you. It's been awesome to be on this journey with you. And I'm glad other people have gotten to know you. If you're in Tucson, make sure you stop by and say hello to Dan and Shell and see their gorgeous space. So thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, tell a friend, hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating and review. It makes a huge difference in helping others like you find us. If you'd like to learn more about our education and coaching programs, head over to everythingcoworking.com. We'll see you next week.